this summer with AC Pro and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get a $15 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of select AC Pro ready-to-use refrigerant products that include a hose and gauge. Beat the heat before you hit the road with AC Pro at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's time to swarm the 402. Welcome to the Nebraska Hawks. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point. But they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is canceled. Corn Huskers, more like corn suckers. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go! All right. Welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest, your Hawkeye Oasis located in a nasty little Nebraska desert. You think that your 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 football program has the best equipment managers in the country? There is only one best crew in the land. That's it. And it resides in Iowa City, Iowa. And the boys are here to join us. Welcome the Iowa football equipment managers, a.k.a. the best crew in the land, boys. How are we doing today? We're good. We're really good, Adam. Happy to be here. How are you doing? We're We're good. We're good. Other than being in Nebraska, which we turn into a positive whenever we can, because we're here to spread the Hawkeye gospel, like you guys know. We're trying to spread the the black and gold wide across the country. So things are going well here. Jerry, how are you doing today? I'm doing well today, too, and I'm excited about this one, because when we live in Nebraska, the site of that trailer crossing the Missouri River into Omaha... Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of like everybody else, like little kids tracking Santa on Christmas Eve. We tra- we oh, love yeah. tracking that trailer when it's on its way, and we know the Hawkeyes are coming. So oh, we don't like going over there, but you guys are <laughs> the good fight all the time. <laughs> well, we like we like seeing you guys. So maybe you, maybe it's only a one way uh, one way thing here with us, but it's it's always a welcome sight. But let's go ahead and get this started, guys. Go ahead and uh, let's let's name some names here. What are uh, you know what a uh, what year are you in college? Uh, where are you from? Uh, what are you studying? Uh, uh, your horoscope sign, anything you want to tell us. <laughs> Just don't give Jerry your social security number. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll start it. Um, my name is Brock Hillers. I'm from Manchester, Iowa. Uh, I am a senior here at the University of Iowa. 
uh, studying finance, and this will be my fourth season with the Hawks. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm Nolan Davis. I'm originally from Williamsburg. I'm, uh, I just finished my fourth season. I'm a grad student here. All of my games and my falls are behind me, so I'm on my way out here. So, But, yeah, that's me. Uh, it's been a great four years here. I'll tell you that. It's flown by, too. Uh, yeah, and then I'm Matt Condon. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm also a grad student. I'm in, my, I'm, I'm in my second semester. I'll be going into my fifth year as a student manager next fall. And I'm from Cedar Rapids, but unfortunately, I am from Nebraska. I was born in Omaha, but then moved here when I was two. So okay, all right, that's all right. We, we yeah. moved to greener pastures, or, or let's say black and gold pastures. So yeah. we won't hold that against you. Well, kudos to your parents for doing what's best for the family. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> they figured it out. You know, yeah. they got off to a shaky start, but they they rehabilitated. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's all you got to do is learn from your mistakes. And that's, right. that's like, it's a good thing. So they got, well, we got one more member of the crew. We might not be able to get to meet him right this second, but he's, he's pretty famous among Hawkeye fans. He's such a likable guy. Um, very hard worker. Max is, is he in the building? He's we almost, know he's yeah. coming around. Yeah. He's we'll, okay. We'll drag him in here right he's now. a little camera shy, but you know, he, he loves it. He, he loves being in the spotlight. He'll never admit it, but we'll get him in here. Okay. Well, you know, when, right. when you're when you're the guy not in the room, you're the guy everybody's talking about. So, is there any way we <laughs> yeah. should set him up before he gets here or anything? You can hear him in the laundry room fighting right now. If he doesn't get in on here, we'll chase him with the camera. We'll get him. He's there probably he like, you guys are wasting your time with this interview. I'm actually working yeah. and doing yeah, he's, in there. Right. he's in there scrolling Facebook. That's all he's doing. There he is. There he is. The star Max. Max. Hey, there he is. There's and, and another and another cameo from the one and only Greg Morris back there. He's got two sandwiches in his hands and he's working. Out of boy. Hey, it's lunchtime is close. He's getting yeah. ready. Yeah. Max oh. has got pre lunch and then he's got lunch. That's great. I love it. You know, what we normally do, guys, with our interviews is let's start at the beginning. And, uh, how, you know, what got you interested in becoming managers? And, uh, you know, where did it start? Was it athletic backgrounds or was it uh, interest in other areas? And uh, you go ahead and start. We'll go ahead and let you start, Brock. Yeah, uh, actually just grew up a Hawkeye fan my whole life. Um, so that's the first connection. Uh, my uncle was an athletic trainer here for over 40 years, uh, John Streif. And, and so oh, that, wow. was my, that was my avenue in here. And he hooked me up a bit and, and I loved it. You know, I've always dreamed of being with the team. So it was a no doubter that, that I wanted to become a part of this team. And, and I love it. Cool. All yeah. right, Nolan. For me, uh, I originally grew up in Oskaloosa, Iowa. So growing up, Tyler Sash was my hero. Uh, sure. Loved everything about the guy. That's a good hero. Yeah, no, he was awesome. Rest in peace. But um, yeah, so, you know, I always was a huge Hawk fan growing up, wanted to help the team, got to college, and, you know, it was just something that was – it was an opportunity. It took a lot of work to kind of wiggle my way in, but, um, you know, I have a lot of – I have interest in sports business and just kind of being around the game, and it, it was awesome going from being a freshman and, you know, you're kind of on your own, and then you, I got on here, and it's like I'm back with the team. So that, that was really – that was really good for me. That was – it's, so it's been awesome. It's just just having a general interest kind of brought me, and I, I never, never, never would have thought it's turned into what it is now, and just like where it's headed, and uh, just kind of everywhere we've been as a crew, it's just been unbelievable, really. So it started off as just a little bit of interest, and it grew into something way bigger than that. And so, yeah, it, it's been an awesome four years. Cool. Yeah, and then I, I'm kind of along the same path where you know, growing up, I played sports, always loved sports, 
knew like when I wanted to go to college, I wanted to like w- work with football because football is always my favorite. So one day I was talking to one of my professors about it and he uh, pointed me towards this job. He gave me the current head manager's phone number. I shot him a text and he kind of walked me through the process and I was able to get an interview, get in and cool. the best, best text I've ever sent. I'm here now a couple of years later and I'm loving it. I was going to ask you guys a little bit more about that. You, you hit on that perfectly. Um, if there's a high school student that is, you know, thinking about going to the university of Iowa and, and would love to be an equipment manager and aspires to maybe do that as a career someday, what would be some tips you guys would give them on being able to get into a role like that? I would say just find who uh, is more or less in charge or find somebody just in the program, just, scratch and claw to get an email a number and don't leave them alone until they tell you stop bothering me you just got that's how you got to be you got to be aggressive you got to you know you got to be able to pitch yourself and you got to just be able to make it happen on your own no you know if if you're trying to just fill out an application and cross your fingers and hope it happens it's you're probably not going to like what happens you just you really got to be able to sell yourself and that's i think that's the biggest thing uh but yeah, what do you, you know, yeah. what do you guys have to say? Yeah. I would say uh, just never stop networking because you never know who knows who. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you talk to a professor, you talk to one of your friends and they may know a manager or someone that works in the equipment room, something along those lines, you know, they, they give them your contact, you shoot them a text, like you, you're in the process. And then after that, you, you, you just got to work hard and, and show them you belong here. So you, you never know who knows who. So just I'll always be doing that. Yeah. Another thing is, is uh, you never know, or, Sorry, I, I have totally blanking what I was saying. Oh, no, I have it. Uh, it's one thing to show interest once, but showing interest over and over and over and just not leaving a person yeah. alone or whoever you want to be working for or doing, just kind of that relentlessness will get you so far. Like it's like like I said, showing interest once is one thing, but if you're showing interest every week for six weeks, then you know it's hard not to notice you. Mm. Okay. All right. So take us uh, kind of go ahead then, you know, you get the position, then take us kind of through what your normal day is like, you know, you don't have to get into uh, the weeds per se, but you know what, from uh, morning to sundown between talk, balance talk and game day, uh, game day, and, and just maybe even a normal day, you know, ba- balancing school and this work. So kind of take us through both, I guess, if you want. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So I guess we can just start like, let's start with like a practice day. Like let's say just during the season, like a regular Wednesday, uh, we'll get in here anytime from like 6.30, 7, 7.15 at the latest. And, you know, start. we try to get here an hour before practice starts. Uh, that gives us a good amount of time to set everything up, get everything where it needs to be, uh, you know, have a little downtime to throw the football around. We like to play five on five or whatever, six on six. Uh, you know, get a little toolbox prep in every day, just a little bit, brick by brick, as we like to say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we start pretty early in the morning. We'll have We'll have practice. Uh, obviously during practice, we're running all around, uh, be it, trying to be everywhere at once. We have, we have 12 guys. So, um, you know, we're, we're pretty well staffed, but it is still sometimes a challenge just to have guys where they need to be at all times. You know, it's, it's an operation because, you know, at times we'll have practice and then there's a caterer coming and, you know, we got something else going on where that needs guys. So it's just a constant balancing act throughout, uh, those busy days, but. Uh, I'll have one of these guys or something else. Yeah. And then going back to practice, uh, each manager is assigned a position. So I'm with linebackers, Nolan's with uh, DBs and Brock's with quarterbacks. And then each manager's at a different position. Uh, So we help that that specific coach during practice, during those individual drills. Uh, And then as they move towards more of a team period, like offense versus defense, we also have different responsibilities. 
uh, and you just kind of commu communicate with your coach, like uh, what they want you to do, anything specific, and just try to just try to be there to help so the players can play and the coaches can coach. Yeah, they say the best manager is one that's not noticed. <laughs> well, that's 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 true. That's a good point. And um, you, you know, I think you know Hawkeye fans do notice you guys though because we appreciate your hard work. And you know, we see you guys busting your tail, getting the team ready. And you guys aren't doing anything to try to get attention. We just notice it because I think as Iowans, people that come from Iowa, you appreciate people that you know bust their tail and work hard. And you know, you guys definitely stand out when you do that. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, we're definitely just a bunch of blue collar guys who, yeah, you said it. We're just making the wheels turn behind the scenes. We definitely don't do it for the appreciation, but we mm. we love the support we get from, you know, guys like you, people watching the pod. We appreciate it. You know, it's it's honestly kind of unbelievable the support we get in the role we're in. It's like uh it's nothing I ever thought it would be, honestly. When people enjoy what they do too, that kind of exudes the positive energy and people are attracted to that. And so yeah. you guys having fun doing what you're doing and pulling Max in and stuff like that. Like it's just, it's a positive vibe that people enjoy and love. Here he is right here. Oh yeah. I was, I was just going to say, what's Max saying to this? Is he, is he nodding <laughs> he's, over he's there? Over here, he's over here having his pre-launch. <laughs> All right. Ma Max, do you have to babysit these guys all the time and keep oh, them in yeah. line? <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> we thought so. They don't, they don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they need somebody like you to keep them in line and keep them working. If not, they're going to they're gonna stray from the path. They do it anyways. And I keep telling them what to do, but they don't do anything. <laughs> they can do everything, that, but they don't. <laughs> okay. Well, he is a vital part of this crew. It's good. It Everybody is. has their role. We need somebody yeah. to put down these uh, Dr. Pibbs. That's awesome. I keep, I keep waiting for Max to tell him to get off his front yard. He's like, <laughs> your kids. <laughs> Max, I'd say you're like, I'd say you're like director of culture around here. What do you say about that? Yeah. yeah. That's an yeah. important role. Yeah. <laughs> So guys, uh, you know what you're, you know, we've, we've established the professionalism, the seamlessness, the, we don't really know. So you got to fill us in. Nothing ever goes completely the way it's supposed to. So I want to hear from each one of you guys, uh, maybe a quick hit story on something that didn't quite go right and left you scrambling to try to, to try to connect the dots. Yeah, yeah I, there's, I, I, yeah. I have plenty of stories. Yeah. I'm trying to think of which uh, one. Yeah, that kind of jumps out right away. Is, uh, uh, just like just like Max mentioned, uh, our coach com machine for our, our headsets that all, all our coaches wear. Uh, you know, usually it works seamlessly. It works perfectly. But, you know, every once in a while, I don't know if it's something with, with the cell towers or what, but they're not working and the coaches can't communicate with each other. And that, that does not lead to happy conversations. So we have to, you know, take a headset and uh, run it to the middle where our guys work on it quick or try to figure out what's wrong. Uh, whether it be something like, like the cell towers, you know, it's just like maybe it's like a setting that's wrong. Um, but yeah, that has led to a couple of, a, a, a couple kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just hectic tense. times, really hectic. Yeah. Time. It's tense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just when, yeah. Tense moments for yeah, sure. So yeah. yeah, that's kind of one thing that jumps out. Uh, I, I would Sorry, go, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I think we got two from Iowa State. I'll let Brock tell first, and I'll get the yeah, second one. So uh, I do have a pretty good story from Iowa State. Um, 2019, uh, you guys probably remember uh, we had a rain delay. Mm -hmm. Yep. So 
Uh, it actually got uh, put out into the media that some of our managers ran to just different grocery stores to get sandwiches and things like that. So I was actually one of those guys <laughs> that, that took off. And um, basically, Coach Doyle came up to a few of us and was like, we basically just don't have enough, uh, whether it's sandwiches or or fruits or vegetables, fruit, whatever. Yeah, we don't everything. have enough yeah. to um, supply through the, the whole rain delay. So he just gave us the P card and, and we took off in the van and, and yeah, police we, escort. It was we, we were got the whole escort. escort yeah. Wow, and there were three of us, and we just ran to like every Walmart and Fairway we could find, and we were just shoveling sandwiches off the off the racks and sprinting, and brought, sprinting yeah, through Walmart, sprinting through Walmart, and it's it's pouring, absolutely pouring. <laughs> oh yeah, and, shout out. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Bro. Yeah, and we we got it all back and shoveled it into the locker room, and and yeah, so yeah, shout out. Awesome. Shout out uh, currently the assistant director of football operations at Memphis. Shout out Aaron Bowling. He was the driver. So he was uh, he was high <laughs> yeah. stress that day, but uh, he handled it pretty well. I think Austin Black, another former manager, was with us. And- yeah. He okay. Currently at Northern Illinois yeah, himself. Yeah. Okay. See, it's stuff yeah. like that that like Hawkeye fans don't know about that's so important to, you know, being there to support the team so they can perform on the field. So that's, I don't know, that's very, very cool. Yeah. And so Nolan, Nolan, you didn't have one yet. So, yeah. So I have one from this previous year, Iowa state. This one isn't nearly as hectic as Brock's, but we, it was a very hot day. If you guys remember very hot and we brought the same amount of water and power as we normally do. Well, about, Oh, maybe say end of first quarter somewhere from halftime end of the first quarter. quarter, uh, We ran out of water. We're out of water. We, of course, this is, how we do it, we have a couple different sources of water on game day. Mm-hmm. So obviously the players would have never ran out themselves. That, that would have been fine. You know, we can get water at the stadium and put them in the Gatorade jugs and in the bottles. But we also have a cooler on the sideline for everybody. It can be players or staff or coaches or whoever it may be, uh, bottled water and bottled Powerade. Well, we were out at the end of the first quarter. So we were scrambling a little bit. Um, we ended up getting with uh, was Iowa State's equipment iowa state patrol Patrol. yeah we hooked up with them and i think we ended up getting some water door dashed over from hy-vee so we kind of we we avoided uh we avoided the heck you know we avoided going dry yeah we avoided (laughs) we avoided the draw on the sideline but yeah that was just stressful times there's just you know there's so many moments where you're trying to figure out a problem by like you have a 10 minute time time frame and you're trying trying like heck to trying to figure it out and it's just yeah, yeah you know you got to love those high pressure moments bill belichick said it's better than being a plumber <laughs> oh my gosh yes yeah. oh that's a that's a good point if, Go it was easy, if it was easy anybody could do it guys yeah. so um one thing that i think fans really really want to know about and it's just the world that we live in now during the time periods when um we do wear alternate uniforms and you know an alternate helmet i know people get pretty hyped about it fans get excited about it because we're a very tradition rich program Mm -hmm. so we don't do it very often it's a it's a rare thing what is it like for you guys when do you get to see the gear, what it's going to be. Do you have to keep it secret from people? Like, so it doesn't leak out. Uh, tell us about that process and how fun or stressful that can be. So some of them, some of those alternative uniform, like game days are a lot more planned out. Like I know like the Penn state one in 2019, where we were all gold, we had that planned in the summer. 
But yeah. like some of them are, if all of a sudden we're undefeated and we have a big game against, you know, another undefeated uh, team, then we might do it on the fly a little more or less. Uh, so it, it's kind of, you know, it, it varies on how that goes. But, you know, so we'll have to keep some of them a secret. Secret, yeah. But um, honestly, the biggest thing for us, we love the alternate uniforms too, but it is a lot more work on our end because we have to strip all the helmets, clean them, recondition them, and then put the new decals on, uh-huh. which is just uh, – it adds an hour and a half, two hours, two and a half hours to our usual Sunday process. So, And then that next week we have to do the same thing to revert back to the normal helmets or uniforms or whatever it may be. So we love the alternate uniforms. It definitely gives us a little bit of an edge in the with the fans and just in the general uh, hype of everything. But it is a little bit more work on our end. So those, Then those note to self, don't ever take a job at Oregon because that would be <laughs> yeah. a thing. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah, they're crazy over there. So is there anything in – can you tell us, give us a snippet, is there any – sort of anything in the pipeline, like a little word, like that maybe there might be something coming around the bend for the 2022 season. I got nothing for you. I got nothing. <laughs> I didn't I figure. Nothing. I wish okay. I had something. Yeah, I, I, we really don't have any. I'm not even hiding anything from you. We actually don't have anything in, no. right now. I, uh, but, yeah, hopefully a little uh, closer to the season. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what's well. uh, we We've already established, you know, that Nolan and Matt, you guys are, you guys are done, you know. So it's really Brock that's got to answer because wouldn't he be the guy that you know might be in the know here for what's coming up next year? Yeah, uh, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm in grad school right now, but I do have one more season. Oh, you do uh, have one more. So yeah, I'll, I'll be graduating in December, so yeah, it'll be a uh, uh, Brock and I'll kind of be the oldest managers at that point. Oh, look at you guys! You were right there to take the pressure off Brock. So I mean, that's that's teamwork. We always got each other's backs. <laughs> so is there is there any sort of like combination that you guys are biggest the biggest fans of? Because you know this is one of the few times we get to talk to the Iowa Hawkeye football equipment managers. That yellow face mask that we put on the helmet for the um for the Penn State game was such a clean but yet traditional look. That was a helmet that I saw. I could see us wearing that on a regular basis because it stays with the tradition, but that really makes that helmet pop that, that gold face mask. What's some of your guys' favorite combinations and things that we've done that you've been able to be a part of? Yeah, I can go first. Mine, mine is personally uh, the gold out uniforms. Like you were talking about. Um, I love the, at first wasn't sure how all gold was going to look, but especially on some of our like bigger farm boys, our line, yeah. they're not, they're not the flashiest guys, but I mean, I loved it. I, the thing I loved most about it was just the wings on the side. Of the oh tribute. yeah. Like the tribute to Hayden. I know Greg liked that a lot too. Anytime we can give a little tribute to, to those late teams. I think that's, that's really cool. And right. so yes. that's why I, I love that. I love that combo. Yeah. We got to do that version, that exact uniform, but do it in all black, do yeah. a black yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, do the, do the, yeah. You know, just reverse it all yellow numbers. You know, yeah. yellow wings. Oh my gosh, how sick yeah. would that be? That would yeah, be awesome. it would definitely be good. Uh, one oh. of my favorites. I was not a student manager at this time, but uh, we got a little something right here. Uh, obviously, everyone knows what game this is from. Oh a, yeah, fun oh, game. Iconic. Yeah, I, I was a freshman at the time, so I was I was watching from the student section. But that, that was definitely a fun game to be as a fan. And I couldn't imagine like how fun it would be in the locker room after the game and celebrating like oh. that. Oh. Yeah, that was <laughs> unbelievable. You have a game going on like that, guys. How difficult is it to keep your attention on your job? Because I mean, the I mean, just the way that game went. I mean, that that was just something that you just 
was that was it really difficult? I mean, were you just kind of catching yourselves? You wanted to keep watching what was going on, or I would I would have been worthless. Like I probably would have gotten I would have been running on the field, getting jacked up, like because you know being such a diehard fan. I would it would be very hard. I would think from your perspective to stay professional. Yeah, I'd think the most comparable game for us and like to the Ohio State game would probably be this year's Penn State game. That was pretty yeah. hectic. Uh, yeah, it can get hard to keep your attention, but at the same time, you got to bring yourself in and realize that I don't want to be like the energy on the sideline that jinxes us or like gets ahead of ourselves or like, you know, you're all just trying to move as one. So we obviously celebrate on the sideline when something great happens, but you know, you're, you're pretty quick to, uh, kind of bring yourself in and, uh, just get back on your job, whatever it may be. Yeah. Cause, uh, like, like on the sideline, like, even though like most of our work is done before the game, like we still have jobs to do during the game. And if we're not doing those jobs, someone's going to notice whether it's a coach, a player, another staff member. Uh, so we always got to be sure we're doing those things because uh, even the little things can help like affect the team performance. Right. Well, this is, I, if I'm getting a little geeked out, I'm sorry. This would be like a kid getting to talk to the CEO of Toys R Us for me. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like, you know, diehard. I have a slew of Hawkeye stuff behind me and I've, you know, collected my whole life. So you guys are like the gatekeepers to like one of the what places I'd like to see more than any, any place in the whole entire world. So I love that. Yeah, no, that, that makes us feel great. That's, yeah. you know, we love doing That's it cool. and it's, it's great to know that there's people out there that have such an interest in what we do. No, it's, it, it really is awesome. It's something I personally definitely can take for granted sometimes. Yeah, yeah. we all can. I think we all can in life, you know, that's just natural human nature, but it, you know, it's, it's, I think that's good. You kind of take a step back and be like, yeah, I got a pretty good, I got a sweet gig. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, definitely get, a good reminder. It's yeah, no, for sure. You hit it right on the head. You guys are too young for the Seinfeld reference probably, but as we say, the Hawks nest is real and it's fabulous. So. <laughs> You guys so, go back, go back and look it up. It'll be yeah, worth go your back time. and look it up. But um, so going on that part because Adam's not the only one. You know, Adam interviewed uh, Greg Morris early last year, probably about a year ago or close to it. And Greg talked a lot about you know players wanting to kind of take stuff out with them personally, and you know, and kind of being known for the fact that we can't give that stuff up. You know, those are dollars and everything. How difficult is it for you guys? Do you ever get caught in the middle of that? Or is it just something where you can just say, Hey, I, you know, I, you know, how, how do you guys handle that? Yeah. I think it's, He's yeah. Like the quarterback manager right here. He's Mr. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what is it you get the most requests for? Yeah. So I can talk a little bit in terms of the footballs that we manage. Um, it can be tough. You know, I, I completely understand why our players would want to bring a football home or, or just take a football out and, and throw it around for a while with some receivers or whatever, because after all, you know, they're just trying to get some extra work in. Um, totally understand, but it is definitely our responsibility to to watch after the footballs and, and make sure they're locked up after practice or after a game and, and make sure we get them all back. So it's definitely tough. You don't want to, you don't want to be the bad guy with the players, but there are times where we, we have to put our foot down and, and make sure we have all our equipment accounted for and, make sure it's back and locked up and locked away. So it is, it is a little bit stressful. That's kind of one of the more stressful parts of the job, but I'm sure. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. They're probably on your case constantly trying to like work you over to get things. I, I, I interviewed, um, uh, oh geez, why am I drawing a blank? James, uh, Greg's son, and yeah. you know he said guys used to you know give him a hard time. They're like, why can't I get an extra set of gloves? It's like <laughs> you got a job to do, you got a budget you got to stay within, and yeah. if you blow that budget out of the water, that's all you get. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah no. So, uh, football players are not the most uh, not the most uh, 
remembering and accountable people with, when it comes to equipment. They seem to uh, lose stuff at a pretty high rate. But yeah, no, yeah, no, you guys hit it on the head. It's it is a balancing act sometimes. And as much as you know, you are as much as we are friends with some of the guys in the locker room. Sometimes we just got to put our foot down and you know uh, take care of what we need to take care of. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And take us into, you know, as we talk about Greg, you know, he come up a couple times here, but I mean, working for Greg as well, you know, we, you know, Greg's a great guy. He's been nothing but, uh, you know, helpful, helpful with us, but I mean, he seems very much like a buck stops here type of guy too. I mean, tell us about the influence he's had on what you do and, you know, in the situations like that, I get the feeling that it's just like, you know what, you guys have the liberty that if it's, if they're not going for it, you just say, Hey, go talk to Greg, you know, kind of, talk about it. Is, yeah, talk 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 about his influence. Talk about his influence as a man, as you know, as you guys have worked for him. I mean, for me personally, uh, I love Greg just in the sense that he has had our back since day one. You know, being a manager, sometimes we can feel like we're getting pulled every which way, whether it be operations, you know, equipment, uh, coaches needing certain things, you know, whatever it may be. It, sometimes we just get pulled a lot in, in different directions, and Greg's always been really good about. Uh, I guess kind of prioritizing, prioritizing our time and prioritizing just our efforts and like just making sure they're at least appreciated if Mm -hmm. at the very least, you know, so I, you know, we really appreciate him in that sense, but I'll let Brock and Matt hit a couple different points if they got some. Yeah. I would definitely say he's really like uh, instilled a good like work ethic in us. He always says like, uh, never be afraid of your first job, like never be afraid to work. And I I believe all 12 of us, like we, we do a lot of work here. Uh, There's some long hours, uh, during camp and like on road trips and stuff like that. And all of us are just ready to go like nose to the grindstone because realize the, like the schedule doesn't revolve around us. It revolves around the team, like the game next week and then like the next game. So like we have to have certain things done at certain points. Uh, so yeah, then that, that does result in some long hours, but we knowing it has to get done and like knowing we're on a schedule has really like prepared us for after this job, like whether we want to work in football or get like a, a, a different job outside of sports when we're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I would say the, the best thing that I've learned from Greg and he's made sure that he's taught us this over and over is that communication is key, honestly. Mm-hmm. In in a big division one program like this, you you have to communicate well. There's so many so many staff members and players and, and coaches that for for this operation to work well, you, you have to communicate well. And I mean we've seen that firsthand and, mm-hmm. and I think we've we've grown to understand how important that is and, and mm-hmm. we do it to a T here in the equipment room. The thing I, one of the things I love about Greg is he see, he comes across as such a patient 
guy and very calculated with his efforts. And uh, is he back there barking at you? (laughs) (laughs) Quit listening in, Greg. Greg, Come on. If if you're going to listen in, you got to be on the broadcast. Otherwise, leave us alone. (laughs) But I feel like there's a lot. I I always kind of sense there's a lot of parallels with the coaching staff's demeanor and Greg's demeanor. I feel like it's very seamless, Um, you know, very professional business, you know, but at the same time has his guys back. So that's the cool part about it is, you know, when I interviewed Greg over a year ago, I was like, you know, I I sense a lot of, you know, the consistencies with the coaching staff with Kirk and Phil and the other guys in there. It seems like, it, you know, it bleeds across the whole entire football program, not just with the coaching staff. Right. Yeah. 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 He runs a tight ship back here. So it definitely. You have to. I'm sure he knows what they're doing and, uh, you know, isn't afraid to tell you something you don't want to hear. Uh, and it's you know that applies more to the players than us sometimes yeah. But, uh, yeah. no yeah totally yeah jerry we need to ask him what did you guys end up doing for dinner in uh, in, lincoln in lincoln on thanksgiving because uh greg messaged us and jerry and i did not coordinate well with our responses we threw up about four thousand freaking answers on greg <laughs> and he was probably like all right guys like i got it. that's enough and so we were we're like trying to find places for you guys to go and it's like everywhere was closed and then i had a friend of mine that um is in the restaurant industry so then i got some you know, numbers from him. Uh, so where did you guys end up uh, being able to eat that night? I didn't go on the, the trip. night. I, uh... So early crew the night before we went, this was the night before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, yeah, so we okay. at the Brazilian steakhouse, downtown Lincoln. Okay. okay. I can't, it was uh, like Rodizio. Rodizio's. Yeah. Something along those lines. Yes. Okay. That was excellent. That was really, that was one of the best meals I've ever had in my life, actually. Yeah. That was unbelievable. Um, I hate to give credit to Lincoln, but, you know, <laughs> give credit where credit's due. They do have some good restaurants there. Yeah. yeah. What did we do the night before? No, that was the night before. Lawrence was just in the restaurant and then at night we. Oh, oh yeah. That's yeah. right. So, yeah, there wasn't really much open. So we ended up just eating the hotel at the hotel. Mm, okay. Hotel food. Yeah. Yeah, Adam, Adam, I don't know about you, but I was hoping for a good old Woody Hayes, Bo Schembechler, like where they respond to say, we didn't spend a single dollar in Nebraska. We went to Council Bluffs. Oh, <laughs> man. That would have been That would have been great. That would have been great. Oh, that's I, I, well, I'm not I won't I would be lying if I said if I needed gas around Omaha and I was close to Council Bluffs, I do cross the border if I can get my gas, get what I need and then come back over. So people, <laughs> my friends to stay in the state. Thank you. Yes. So, guys, on that note, then, road venues, road schedules, um, you know, how much of a wrench does that throw in your weeks then? Does everybody – do all of you guys go on the road trips, or is it only a select few? Or, you know, how how does that work? And what are some of your – what are – each one of you can give what your favorite road venue is in the Big Ten. Sure. Um, so, for every road game we'll have – for most road games, I should say, if we're super far away, like, say, Penn State, Rutgers, Michigan, I know we don't send one, but we usually send four guys – the day before so for a saturday game they'll leave on thursday an early crew that drives goes with the truck sets up the locker room the day the team is traveling and kind of just gets everything set up at the hotel even stadium just kind of has we kind of set up the foundation that day so that's four of the managers and then the other eight will travel with the team so yeah all of our travel or all of our managers do travel with the team so that's that's awesome i know that that is not like uh that's not for everybody or that's not, mm-hmm. not all schools bring all their managers. Like um, we point being, we get treated very well here as far as managers go. Like, for example, I know I talked at the Outback Bowl in 2018. I'm going on a little tangent here, but uh, I talked right. to 
Mississippi State head manager, and he said their first year, all they get as far as compensation is books. That's all. That's all they get. I guess it really does mean more. But, um, but yeah, we're very lucky. We're very lucky. We are. Sorry, I kind of went off my own thing there. But no, that that's totally cool. I want to, and I love the reference to the. It does mean more. I I totally got where you're going on that one. Um, what are the odds? Um, they, you know, a lot of professions have take your child to work day. What about take your 40 year old friend, Adam, to work day for a day? <laughs> I think Greg loves that. Yeah. yeah the, the, I'm going to defer that one to Greg, but, uh, yeah, we're getting out of this COVID mud. I think it's, uh, every day is looking better for you, Adam. All right. All right. Keep, keep me in mind, Greg. I want to take your 40 year old friend, Adam, to work day. I would be like a kid in a candy store. It'd be amazing. Um, so Greg, go ahead. If we hit a thousand units on our best crew gear, then you're then you have an open invite. I got some. All right, I have expectations. Let's do it. I, I right. like how they did that. They put you on a uh, they put you on a little bit of a commission system, Adam. That's uh, nice. Well, deep pockets, Adam. You can buy it yourself. They're gonna be like, we got nine hundred ninety nine <laughs> orders from a guy named Adam in Nebraska. It's wow, that's crazy. You're going up on the wall in the equipment room if you do that. <laughs> don't don't tempt me. Don't t- don't tempt him, guys. Don't tempt him. But <laughs> hey, we didn't finish out though. Your what are your each one of you? What are your favorite road venues? Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, I can start. Uh, I've enjoyed, honest to God, every road trip that I've been on. Uh, some of my most memorable memorable are probably like going to Maryland. Um, I just think it's fun to travel, and of course, bowl games are are a blast. Traveling mm-hmm. out to bowl games are are so much fun. Um, I don't know why, but I've always said that my favorite venue, my favorite stadium to go to was Michigan. Yeah. I just thought, for me, I just thought the big house was really historic yeah. and, and just left a pretty good impression on me. And, and I loved how like both teams came out of the same tunnel. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that was my favorite stadium. But other than that, all road trips, we have, we have fun. We enjoy it. And yeah, they, they go by fast, but we, we love it. Yeah. And maybe part of my question was too about what the most accommodating, like some of the best facilities, you know, the yeah. stadium that have the best facilities to work. Hate to, too. hate to say this, hate to say it, but best uh, away locker room is probably Iowa State. Really? Really? Yeah. Because yeah. it used to be their locker room and then they did some remodeling, okay. some more, some more stuff and got some more facilities. But yeah, hate to, hate to give them credit, but yeah. it's true. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a couple different aspects with that question. Like best environment to go play in, uh, Iowa State always, you know, you know they hate us, we hate them, so it's always fun. It's uh, an awesome environment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Penn State, that, that that's a very awesome crowd and stadium to play in. Uh, uh, but then when it comes to most accommodating and like best locker room, uh, like Minnesota has a really nice yeah. locker room yeah, because yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's new. There for a little bit, so they had to meet like some NFL standards. Uh, and like most accommodating for like get in, get out, like load the truck. I like so, Indiana. Yeah, Indiana's it, it, a good one. Indiana was Indiana, like the truck could back up like almost to the locker room. Maryland, the truck could back up almost mm-hmm. to the locker room. Or at a stadium like Minnesota, uh, there's a loading dock like halfway around the stadium from our locker room. So we got to push everything halfway around the stadium. Got to get up on the truck. I go back and just keep oh. making trips back and forth. So uh, th- there's there's a bunch of different aspects when you say best stadium. Uh, yeah. But you know the best stadium is always the one we can win in. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, the, the other side of that coin, though, guys, is what is what's what's the worst facilities and why is it Rutgers? <laughs> we have none of us yeah, have been to Rutgers. None of us have been to Rutgers. Really? I'll be there this fall. Yeah. So uh, we can get back to you on that. But uh, it'd be okay. Northwestern, wouldn't it? Yeah. North, we were, yeah. Northwestern is a very small locker room. Maryland had a very small locker room. Uh, Purdue. Uh, 
terrible. Purdue's not a good locker room. Basically a shed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Michigan was Michigan was not that good of a road locker room. Yeah, a lot worse than you'd think. Um, I would say I I don't want to get out of the best stadiums before we meant we do we got to mention Camp Randall. It really is an awesome stadium. Like I hate to give so much respect to the rivals, but as far as just pure stadiums go, Camp Randall is really cool. And uh, I would say the best city for us to go out to or go into would be like Minnesota, Minneapolis. I really like like just the atmosphere and like kind of like everything leading up to the game in Minneapolis. So, uh, but yeah, back to like the worst, back to like the worst facilities, the Northwestern Purdue first names come to my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I saw Northwestern's getting a big upgrade over yeah. the next few years. So that is much needed for a guy that's been to, I've been to every big 10 stadium, but Ohio state's the only one I haven't been to, which I'm hitting this fall since we're going there. Um, Northwestern definitely does not, is not up to par from a fan perspective to, to the rest of the conference. Yeah. Um, it, it, in your guys' surroundings there, what type of things, is there anything there you can kind of show us for Hawkeye fans out there to, you know, like I said, you know, a kid talking to the CEO of Toys R Us, you know, all <laughs> any cool things you guys can show us, like just around the locker room, helmets, anything like that? If not, no big deal. So, yeah, uh, right here we just have our normal normal home helmet, home and away helmet, obviously very traditional. We love it. Um, we, we decal all of these all, like all these stickers you see, like we put on every every Sunday if they get dented at all. So yeah. we have Tiger Hawks on both sides, stripe, A and F, oh, wrong way, A and F, the front. Uh, and then we have a back, the two numbers, and then the American flag. And then uh, if the player has graduated, so if they're like a fifth year senior or they graduated before the season, we also put a little grad cap, uh, like a by the American flag. Um, okay. So yeah, th- and then obviously when when something happens, like we wore a like a Bump Elliott sticker during the holiday bowl. So if there's any other alternate decals, we, we find a spot for those. We put those on. Um, and then uh, like we showed earlier, we have our Ohio state helmet from a couple of years ago, obviously very iconic. Everyone seemed to love this. The game yes. went the way we wanted it to. Um, let's yeah. see. Else Honestly, we, I'll just show them the equipment room a little bit. Like uh, Greg likes to, uh, likes to trade helmets with schools or get school, uh, get mm-hmm. school helmets. So we have, he has a nice collection up here that you can see. Cool. Very nice. Schools, and then I'll walk over. There's another wall over here. We got some. It's kind of crazy, actually, the collection he's built over the years. Like, you got Texas oh, up wow. there, Lakers, South Carolina, I see, Georgia Tech, UCLA. Yeah, it's it, it pretty unbelievable collection, really. Is that when you got – when we – because a lot of those schools, I don't even remember us playing them. Does he just develop a relationship with those guys and do a trade, or is it usually <laughs> when we play them? The uh... – the Texas ones probably date back to 1984, so they would be before Greg, your time, Adam. Greg just said all those helmets I just showed you on that back wall are all bowl games. All bowl okay. Games. Yep. All right. Kind of crazy, yeah. really. Well, yeah. yeah. So we, we yeah two of those Texas one was 84, and I think the other one was uh, Drew Tate's senior year. I can't remember the year, but anyway, the Alamo Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So okay. yeah, it's kind of crazy. Look at that. There's a lot of memories there. Um, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, before we get off this uh, tailgate, or sorry, tailgating stadium. Uh, I want to ask you guys, where do you guys like tailgate or what, where's the bad tailgate spots? Like I, we, we get the inside perspective. What's the outside perspective look like? Jerry, you want to go first? Yeah, on this I, one? I, Adam probably is the best one. I am not as experienced in away games as much as Adam is. I mean, for me, of course, there's no place like Kinnick. And then Nebraska is always fun getting to talk to all the Iowa fans that come over. But sure. beyond that, I don't have, you know, you know, 
I haven't been to Iowa State in a while. So, Adam, you go ahead. You've got a way more educated response on this. Um, I would say by far the worst is Northwestern. Um, you know, you go into town, there's not even like, you know, from a visiting fan perspective, there's not even a Northwestern bar you can go to to like, you know, talk football with Northwestern fans because that's one of the most fun parts about going to a road game is interacting with the visiting fans and tailgating with them. So not very many uh, Northwestern fans at all. Um, my other distant um my least favorite other than northwestern would have been maryland when i went just for the fact that didn't seem like a football focused school half the fans we ran into didn't even know what a tiger hawk was or who we were um they're very just like they were still like living in acc land when we were there so yeah um yeah that, that I would say those are my least favorite. Um, surprisingly fun is in, Indiana's a good time. Yeah, uh, have a is. lot of fun. It really is. Yeah, it's a cool stadium. Um, the tailgating's right there next to the stadium. A lot of fun. Um, always have a good time at like Illinois. Yes. Is a lot of fun. Um, Wisconsin, Wisconsin's fun, but they don't have tailgating. It's like you go downtown. You know, we we yeah. started to tailgate in a parking garage. I'm like, okay, we're not doing this. Like, you know, yeah. we got to go out. But um, those those are what I would say would be you know my my favorite and, and least favorite but yeah um minnesota's a good time too because yeah. it's right up to the stadium and i i love how they redid the stadium it's new but it also has that historic feel to it where you know if you didn't know any better you drive by it looks like a hundred year old stadium but it's you know it's brand new so i think they did a nice job with that yeah for sure something really little tidbit about minnesota like two years ago I was on early crew to Minnesota and we were eating at the Buffalo Wild Wings by the stadium. And yeah. yeah, and Brock was there too. And uh, we had the windows down and Minnesota was practicing and you can hear PJ Fleck mic'd up on, on the loudspeaker. He's like, <laughs> so he's like almost like dictator style, like talking. <laughs> and I don't remember exactly what he said. I remember it being very anti Iowa. Probably we hate Iowa. Oh, yeah. So it was just like, if you want a little, uh, insight into how pj fleck runs this program that was something we saw that day that's kind we of were, crazy we were actually moving in too we were getting all the equipment unloaded and then we had a bomb threat oh yeah, i forgot about that whoa yeah, really we had a yeah. bomb threat in the middle of unloading and so they ushered us all over greg and all of us over to the uh to the barn and and we hung out in the barn for a while and and yeah max then, did it max did it. we're saying max <laughs> max well, max <laughs> Max, Max wanted to get out of some duties, so we phoned it in. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing I think a lot of people don't really realize, unless you go there, like Minnesota does not like us. They genuinely dislike us. I feel like Minnesota feels the way about us like we do personally about Nebraska. But, um, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, before we let you guys go, because we know you got a busy day too, and I was, I'm not sure if Jerry has anything else. We really need to ask you guys about your rivalry trophy games with um, the other managers because that that's an important part. I feel like going into to a rivalry game that sets the tone. Um, I, I I'm gonna you know I'm a little bit superstitious, and oh. when you guys pull those out. I feel a lot better the next day going into the game. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not joking around. Tell us what the prep is like for those games and how serious those get. It is way more serious, and there's way more prep than there ever should be for a flag football game. Dude. <laughs> yes. We are. So, yeah, go yeah. ahead, Matt. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, it's not like your intramural, like, college intramural flag football game. It's it, it, it's almost full contact. Like, like blockers and D-line are fully engaged. Um, there's been injuries, you know, uh, one of our managers got a concussion a couple years ago. 
Uh, one of the Wisconsin managers actually tore his ACL a couple of years ago. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it gets pretty competitive. Uh, the, the rusty toolbox itself is older than the Heartland trophy. So like, like while the Wisconsin, Iowa rivalry has been longer, but the manager trophy is older than the, than the actual team trophy. Yeah. So we, we always like to talk about that. Uh, sadly in 2020, the game got canceled, but we are on a two game win streak right now. Should be on a three, should be on a three yeah. game win streak, but, uh, but yeah, we're going to try to keep it rolling this fall, but yeah, it's, uh, we practice for so, over a month ahead of time. Oh, easily over a month. I would say yeah. closer to two, three yeah. months sometimes. Yeah. Like a couple practices a week. Uh, we, we drop a playbook. We, we base it off what we do last year, add a couple of wrinkles. Yeah. We uh, watch film. We, it's the whole nine yards. Like, yes, we, we we try to practice when we're going full speed, like two or three times a week, full cleats. We try to get like uh, some other guys like externally, like I like we've gotten like a frat to come in here before and play play us or like a intramural team. Uh, so yeah, shout out shout out to those guys on campus that have prepared us in the past. They're almost like our scout team for the toolbox, but. Yeah, it, it's way more intensive. My knee still hasn't been the same since this last year's game. I'm serious. Hey, it hasn't been the same. If you're looking for honorary equipment managers for that game ever, <laughs> you're looking at two guys that would be more than willing and proud to serve. That's yeah, I won't, uh, I won't go too far into detail, but after we won this previous year, uh, I was next to useless the next day. I, oh, I, yeah. I, I won't go into too much detail of why that is, but – I uh, I was probably I gotcha. the worst. I was not the best crew in the land on that day. I was, <laughs> but I was not that next morning. You were the best celebrator in the land. I take yeah, it yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, my first year, uh, one of the older managers said this, and like I still say, it, it's very true. Like, all, like we're all washed up high school athletes. Like this is the most important sporting event we're going to play in the rest of our lives. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah. like we like we take it seriously. Like we want to beat them. They want to beat us. Like. Like the game, like, like 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 there's some trash talk. Like we're not friendly with them. So yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, guys, where does where does the toolbox reside then when you win? It does it is it anywhere around there? Or does it have its own case somewhere? Or what what, what happens to the? It does. It's yeah. back in our locker room. We can go back there if you want. We it's just a short yeah. walk. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. So let's yeah. do it. We can go there. We can move it. We can. This mobile yeah, arm, baby. I got they, it. They need to take that. They need to take that trophy out, like in the football facility, and put it in its own case. We almost one day. We almost took one of the trophy stands and put it on there. Uh, <laughs> it was during the season, but okay. we decided not. We didn't want to step on any feet or you know upset anybody that would get upset with it because. I think it was just after we had just lost a trophy game, maybe, and we were thinking about just throwing the toolbox on there to fill it up. Probably a bad idea, but we wanted to do it. But yeah, no, I agree. It sounds like a funny idea, but I think you guys probably did make the right decision there. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think so. We we have a good feel for uh, kind of the the general vibe around here and kind of the attitude. Oh. You know, we got to reflect yeah. that. Jerry, I'm going to tell you already, this is the most fun I've ever had on an interview. Not even close. <laughs> this is number one for me by far. Why were, it is, it's his personal North Pole. Oh, absolutely. Why, why we're walking, tell uh, everybody that's listening, uh, there's Best Crew in the Land t-shirts. Um, I've seen them. They're awesome. What's the best way that anybody can get? Um, it's, do you guys, are you doing hoodies too or just t-shirts? Yeah, we're, we have uh, we have t-shirts, we have long sleeves, we have t-shirts, and then yeah, I, we're doing hoodies. Uh, I, they're crew, I believe they do have a hood on them. I don't think they're crew neck. So, um, okay. yeah. So now we're back here in the manager locker room. Uh, this is kind of where the boys we're always at if we're not in okay. or we're not not working. This is kind of 
where we're at. And then back here is where we keep it. It's, there's nice. Oh, <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> Very that cool. Was fantastic. So, so guys, we're kind of bringing this to a close here. Tell us about your postgraduate plans. You've already mentioned a couple guys that have went on to other uh, universities. You said some stay in sports. What, what are each one of the three of you guys planning uh, postgraduate or, or have you gotten that far yet? Yeah, so uh, I'm actually majoring in finance and then post-graduation uh, looking to get in and be a financial advisor somewhere. Uh, cool. but not, not, the, not the sports avenue that a lot of our managers take, but uh, yeah. it's, it's something I've been passionate about. And I'll, always, cool. I'll probably coach and, and stay involved in, in football. He's a future Bitcoin millionaire. He doesn't want to tell you. <laughs> my, uh, my financial advisor is former Hawkeye Brady Ross. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know he did that. That's cool. Yo, the guy, the guy knows his stuff. How's he doing? He's doing great. He's doing really, really well. He is passionate about what he does and he's loving life. Um, I think it's going really well for him right now. Um, he's, um, I want to say he's back in his hometown. I, I can't remember the name of it right now. Humble. He's in humble. 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 Yep. yep. So, um, he's, yeah, he's doing very, very well. He's good. Kicking butt at his job. Sweet. That's good to hear. All right, yeah. Nolan. What? Or okay, let's go. Well, let's go to Matt. Let's switch it up, Matt. What do you got planned postgraduate uh, here? So yeah, after I do after I do graduate, uh, I I do want to stay in sports. So I want to work in football operations when I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, as a manager, we kind of help Greg with the equipment. We also help uh, Ben Hansen and Paul Federici with our operations department. So uh, I, I kind of want to go that path when I'm done. Uh, so I'm already starting to network, trying to get stuff going with that, and uh, see where I land next year. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, Nolan. Uh, so I'm actually looking to get in like player representation, kind of like the more of the marketing sports business side of things. So, um, yeah, I, don't, I, I really don't want to like get into that career right now because of, you know, obviously there could be some conflict of interest, but that's yeah. kind of where I'm headed. Uh, I, I, you know, I talk, I network, but I don't want to, uh, you know, necessarily get my get too involved in things too early and jump the gun on that. But, <laughs> but yeah, I just love. I just love being around the game and uh, I kind of have, I kind of have that uh, parallel interest in the marketing side of things and branding side. So yeah, we'll see what we can make happen there. And with NIL on it, well on its way and here, you know, who, mm-hmm. who knows what that's going to look like in the next five years. So yeah, definitely right. exciting, but just trying to enjoy this last semester on campus more than anything right now. And if you guys want to send us over the uh, link to the best crew in the land shirts, we'll, yep. we'll, sh- we'll share that out. And uh, really help you guys get exposure for these shirts and really support you guys because we really do appreciate all the hard work that you guys do. And I know you don't do it to be noticed or, you know, for the glory of it or anything like that. But, you know, Hawkeye, Hawkeye fans know that you guys put in some heavy, heavy work and work your tails off. And you do a lot for the football program. And they can't do what they do on the field if they don't have you guys. So thank you for all you guys do. Right. For any fans listening, you better make sure you slug a couple for us on game days because we got to stay – we cannot be doing that. So next time you think you can't put one more down, think about the manders that can't, put <laughs> can't do that. I appreciate so, that motivation. <laughs> so, so guys, I think something else that got glossed over real quick is you've got a fan event that you're planning too. I think. Out oh yeah. Solon, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, February 26th, 6 PM at the, uh, the, uh, the Mexican place town, Frida, Frida Kahlo. Yes. Okay. Yes. February 26th, six o'clock. It'll be a good time. We'll, we're just going to, we're just gonna we're just gonna hang out, really. I, nothing more than that. We're gonna okay. call a helmet. Um, but yeah, so if you and the fam aren't doing anything, please come out. It should be a good cool. time. And if it goes well, we'll hopefully be 
trying to go around the state a little bit more, but we'll see nice. what kind of uh, feedback we get with that. Yeah, shoot us all that information over too. We'll get that all shared out so everybody knows about that as much as possible because I think a lot of Hawkeye fans would love to get to meet you guys. So yeah, absolutely, we'd love to meet them. Unfortunately, I, us in Nebraska, I think that's the same weekend we've got wrestling and basketball in Lincoln, but we'll have to double oh, really? check that. But uh, anyway. yeah, but if yeah. not, get, yeah, if not, we got to get over there. So absolutely, hopefully yeah. we'll be doing it again, but we'll have to see. Yeah. Okay. Guys, uh, you know, Adam's uh, love of memorabilia um, has been well known through this interview, but I got a lot of respect for you. I run inventory for a living, and so I can understand Greg's uh, Greg's charge and how what, what a good job you guys are doing for him with all the problem solving. It, it does look seamless, and like you said, no news is usually good news if we're not hearing about you. Mm-hmm. So great job, and keep it up, and we look forward to keeping up uh, with, your, uh, with your endeavors, and uh, best of luck to you guys moving forward. We really appreciate yeah. that. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, thanks, guys. It was good talking with you. Appreciate it. Man, this was fun. All right, boys. Go, go Hawks. Go, go Hawks. Hawks. Go Hawks. Come one, shop all at the JCPenney Friends and Family Sale. Through Wednesday, use your 30% off coupon inside the JCP app and shine on with up to 60% off diamond solitaires and studs. Plus, get carried away with up to 70% off luggage from Samsonite, American Tourister, Skyway, and more. Anyone shops, everyone saves. We got your holiday. JCPenney. Offers valid on select items through 12-7. Offers reflect after coupon savings. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Come one, shop all at the JCPenney Friends and Family Sale. Through Wednesday, use your 30% off coupon inside the JCP app and shine on with up to 60% off diamond solitaires and studs. Plus, get carried away with up to 70% off luggage from Samsonite, American Tourister, Skyway, and more. Anyone shops, everyone saves. We got your holiday. JCPenney. Offers valid on select items through 12-7. Offers reflect after coupon savings. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.